Hello, friends. Recently, I went to London for the Battle Cancer fitness competition. As part of that, I got to sit down with Zach George, Sonny Webster, and John and Leon from the Lean Machines for a Q&A episode. Now, originally, we'd wanted to do it in whatever it takes. Then that wasn't available, so we went and did it in Leon, which is a brand of cafes in London, which are actually really good. However, there is a little bit of background noise and a crying Asian child not too far from where we were, which is totally fine, but you are going to have to put up with a little bit of background noise. Um, I asked for questions on Instagram and delivered as many as I could before Sonny had to rush off to a Dolce & Gabbana VIP pool party on a winged horse or something. We're not too sure. He went somewhere fancy afterwards in any case, so we were on a tight timeline. However, if you enjoy this, I'm pretty certain I'll be able to get the boys together again and we will be able to sit down and really drill into them with some good questions. For now, enjoy. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash modern right now. That's netsuite.com slash modern. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've won Whoop for over four years now, since way before they were a partner on the show, and it is the only wearable I have ever stuck with because it's the best. It is so innocuous, you do not remember that you've got it on, and yet it tracks absolutely everything 24-7 via something from your wrist. It tracks your heart rate, it tracks your sleep, your recovery, all of your workouts, your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability, how much you're breathing throughout the night. It puts all of this into an app and spits out very simple, easy to understand, and fantastic fantastically usable data. It's phenomenal. I am a massive, massive fan of Whoop, and that is why it's the only wearable that I've ever stuck with. You can join for free, pay nothing for the brand new Whoop 4.0 strap, plus you get your first month for free, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can buy it for free, try it for free, and if you do not like it, after 29 days, they will give you your money back. Head to join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom. That's join.whoop.com slash modern wisdom oh yeah p.s i ended up getting roped in to do battle cancer the final event of battle cancer the next day because john had to rush off what that meant was that i was full of milky bar buttons and pink lemonade lucasade and was then told oh by the way chris you're gonna have to uh bin yourself in the final event of the day as we're battling for the lead here which was lovely I thoroughly enjoyed competing with the boys, but I was definitely down there as a spectator. So just frame that in your mind today when I'm making jokes about how horrible it's going to be for them all tomorrow. Completely blissfully unaware of the fact that I'm actually going to have to get involved.
back. I'm joined on the long-awaited super podcast. Sonny Webster, Zach George, Leon and John from the Lean Machines. Hi. Say hello, everyone. How you doing? Hello. How are you doing? What's happening? Mike's over here. Um, <laughs> now so, we asked online for some suggestions for people to ask you questions ahead of Battle Cancer's big event tomorrow. First question, how are you guys feeling for the comp tomorrow? You've seen the workouts now, you know what's coming up. How are you feeling? It's just going to be fun to compete with the boys. It's just yeah. going to be a laugh. Yeah. Very different workouts to what we're used to. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit stressed because obviously I'm the biggest athlete out of all four of us here. It's got like, a lot of weight to I've carry. Got, yeah. Normally, normally when I'm on my own, me. it's it's hard. But with these three to carry as well, it's, I don't know how I'm going to get through. But it'll be fun all the same. I don't want to run. I'm sure there's one right away, all have to run. You can yeah, run all the way around. And there's yeah. a carrying one. 50 kilo missile. I'm not sunny, <laughs> dead last. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be <laughs> sweeping up when I come across. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. They're like, yeah, just in time for next year. So. Yeah, fantastic. So, we asked on Instagram for some questions from people, and we got a mixed bag. Some sensible. Some sensible ones, some less sensible ones. Um, Someone asked, what are the best supplementing exercises to an overhead squat? Let's start with a serious one. Cool, I guess that's coming at me. Um, Okay, so for me, favorite exercises to overhead squat would be behind neck press in snatch grip. What are you doing? (laughs) That's what you'd say. Behind neck press in snatch grip, obviously for me, whenever you're trying to improve your overhead squat, I always suggest people there's no shortcuts around it, you've got to practice the actual movement. So for me, actually just work in a range where you can keep a good position for the overhead squat's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other supplement exercises that I like to do would be something like socks press, because I find for me that really helps. I know a lot of people struggle with that one. <laughs> <They're just laughs> yeah. It's not an easy one, but for me, again, practicing that exercise, working on my front rack mobility, I find that really helps me keep my chest up more in the overhead squat, so that's another really good exercise. And finally, if anyone has struggled as well with their ankle mobility, Trying to work on actually loosening up the class and focusing on your range of motion there will also make the overhead squat much easier. Got you. Good luck, anyone else? Pick something. Yeah. Yeah. No, one, no one can really follow that. Like that. I mean, that's, that's definitely a definitive answer. Yeah. We've got a cool one here, Alfie Armstrong. If each of the guys had to take up a sport besides CrossFit or Ollie lifting, what would they choose and why? That's a great question. Mine would be rugby. I've played quite a good level already, so. The past. Because you'd walk through fools, is that why? Yeah. Yeah. Like eat people. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like Pac-Man running down the bits. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I used, to, I used to play to a decent level, so mine would be rugby. You're um, quite good at table tennis as well, though, aren't you? Ooh, Ooh. that'd be a good one. Oh. You'd be the biggest the table biggest tennis guy ta- ever. I'd oh, no, change that table tennis. I would look so odd. You would certainly make table tennis sexy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be the next I'd be the poster boy. You'd be the rapper and a dance. Yeah, shirt. Table tennis. Table tennis. I would. I, I used to box, um, but back in the day when I used to box, I didn't really have the head for it, as in like mentally. So I would probably go back to boxing because no, I think now, now, yeah, now that I've got the attitude and the awareness that I've got, I think I'd absolutely smash it. So I'd definitely go back to that. That's cool. Torn between snowboarding and basketball. Oh, Those are too cool. They're just too cool. cool. That's why. You've just chosen the coolest basketball. one. Yeah. 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 Basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. What would yours be, Sonny? Golf. Formula One. Oh, nice. Formula One. I'd love to be a Formula One driver. Yeah. That would be. Is that because they get sponsors off like Cartier and Dolce? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, anyway. For well, anyone who doesn't know, Sonny has spent one. most of the weekend bouncing between different top level designers. He's going to Versace's house later on before he. 
He's flying over to Richard Branson's island. Yeah, he's on Richard Branson's <laughs> island. He came in by winged horse earlier, actually. <laughs> um, why does Sonny, with impeccable timing and coordination in lifting, suck so bad at double unders? <laughs> Great question. Great question. Oh, it's because I don't have the right rope. I'm blaming my equipment. <laughs> He's that tradesman, bad yeah. work. I, I once had this heavy rope, which I could actually, I could actually do like 30 or 40 double unders on, and I was happy. And then I lent to my friend for one of the open workouts when I was like skipping and something, and he snapped it. And ever since then, hmm. I haven't got a new rope. I want a new heavy rope, and I'll get them back. Yeah, so what he's saying is that a, new, a, a normal rope is too light for him. Yeah, he basically yeah, says yeah, he's yeah, not. I've been doing that. Double unders aren't hard uh, enough. Even that was wrong. Yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was like, <laughs> I jumped and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was jumping and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't work. Right, yeah. let me have Fox a look. Um, I'm not really skipping. too sure. M Jordan 93, I don't know if this is a question or not. Moaning girlfriends that don't understand why you do what you do. I, that was a good I don't really one. understand if that's a question. Uh, it's probably more talking about like how you deal with relationships. It's probably best from you boys like, to me being the single. Rose, my partner, couldn't be any less bothered by exercise. Like she doesn't enjoy it, doesn't do it, and she gives me zero shit for doing it. Like she's like, it's your thing, you do it, and I don't push her into it. So I think, I think that comes down to who your partner is. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. My relationship's slightly different, obviously, with my wife. She's in the social media world and fitness world as well, so it's it's a little bit easier for her to understand. Um, but also, you know what? I, I think regardless of your your trade and what you do, somebody should always just support it. You know, and if you've got, as John was saying, if you've got a partner who gives you crap for going to the gym, it's normally because they're only they're quite insecure about themselves. They give you crap about your job, unless you know. Not generalising unless you're like a topless waiter or something. <laughs> then, I think then it must, still. I think it must be hard though being like, because I've obviously had two long relationships while I've been doing my sport. And I think that it must be always hard for whoever you're with to realise that they will always come second best to what you're doing. Yeah, especially like, when you're a top level athlete yeah. as well. And that must be difficult to, to sort of deal with. But I think like we said, having someone that supports and understands your commitment to what you're exactly. doing. Exactly, it, really it must be interesting for you because you're in a relationship with two like top no. top level athletes in it, right? Like as yourself and your missus does yeah, 400, 400 meter hurdles. hurdles. Yeah, so she understands like, what it takes to kind of be the top of your sport. So for me, it's again, it's pretty, pretty comfortable situation. So Do you just find that she's giving you shit for bitching out on like, I don't want to get up no, today, we I don't want to do track and she kills me at track, yeah. obviously, yeah. yeah. She runs 400 meter hurdles quicker than I do it flat, without any other. Wow. I did Which tell is, you the next day, I said, if you do sprints tomorrow after work, you're done, you'll pull your hamstring. Yeah, and then I went to the track with her the first time, so obviously I'm super competitive. She was killing me, but then these old boys, probably about 50 years old, and like, they were keeping up with me. I was like, flipping out, this is not on. Yeah. And then third sprint, tried to beat them, pulled my hamstring. So I had to start, and they finished like seven more rounds. And I just had to go sit there and soak it. So, uh, but yeah, rolling she, in the corner. Yeah, she trained just as much as I do, so yeah, it's pretty, pretty easy for me. We both understand what it um, takes. How do you personally attack a new PR? You PR today? Yeah, I did PR today. Uh, have, have, a, have a knocker warm up for about 90 seconds and then. Yeah, well, today, yeah, had a knocker warm up <laughs> for two one. minutes. I missed, I missed one, Sonny. I'll let you tell, talk about your optimal warm up strategy afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I normally warm up for about 40 minutes. Um, 
just because I'm not a mobile person at all. Sonny's like, <laughs> pissing himself. I've seen you cold bar 164 uh, yeah, body yeah. power. <laughs> but I think P getting PB is a lot of it's down to atmosphere as well. Like yeah. I yeah. normally PB when I'm with these boys, just because the atmosphere is so much better. You are like obviously mine are a lot lighter than Zach and Sonny's, but I think you hit it or you miss it before you even lifted it. It's completely in your head. Like yeah. whether if you if you've got a doubt, then you're gonna find a weak point. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. of the time when I PR when it's in like a heavy lift, it's either when I'm with Zach or Sonny and it's not anything that they're saying or doing, it's purely just, a, well, it is what they're doing. They're lifting weights so heavy that when I'm going up to my measly 90 kilos for a snatch, I see them warm it up and barely bend their knees to get it. So it's like, well, you're just approaching, you know, well, if I don't get it, I don't get it. It's like, it doesn't feel, it strangely doesn't feel heavy anymore. Okay, you, when you see what those guys are throwing so around. So are we saying, get a team behind you, get some people in the gym chanting, get some good yeah. music, yeah, yeah, and yeah, get yeah, the atmosphere yeah. going. And, get, and train with stronger people. Yeah, if you want to be better at anything, yeah. you always train with people that are better than you. Yeah, or people that can at least shout loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for me as well, like, before I even go into the gym, I put in my head, right, I'm going to yeah. PB today. Like, you get that buzz or that feeling, like, the other day, like, it was, like, 6.30 at night, and I was like, I'm going to go and jerk to a five. And I literally wasn't even planning to train. I just thought, fuck, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Took my kit bag, went down, had a knocker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> went straight up and warm up. Have you missed something there? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what weight was your first lift that day? What? what weight was your first lift? Uh, I actually took my time start oh. at 70. Started on 70. 70. Took your time. 70, 100, 120, 40, 60, 70, That's a, 80, that's 90, a really 20, long warm up. That's incredibly. I saw you do. When you got to get to 200 metres, there's a lot of jumps. Well, when you did on the Wolverston standard body power, yeah, yeah. 140 cold, 160, 170. 170 was what you needed to get, and so it was three, like two warm-up sets, and then a yeah. It's, a it's, not, it's not sensible, but I just didn't. Want I don't know how your body takes it. That's phenomenal. I find it so psychological, though. I think it's quite impressive, like having spent, having chatted to you a lot about your training and stuff recently, about the fact that you you seem to never really get knocked off. There's a lot of guys that I know in the gym who a little bit tired, a little bit flu. A little bit hungover, but you're Mate, like I do got through a nuclear war. Had half an hour's sleep, been shot, like <laughs> shot and coming in. I've been out at regionals with Sunny. One of the heaviest nights of my life. I was so ill the next day, and I don't really get hangovers. I don't know if he was still drunk. He had a Red Bull and went to snatch 140 straight away. Yeah, John. Go John doesn't like really worry too much about hangovers. He, we were actually in the cab, and he starts talking to the camera and goes. Leon, you're gonna to have to do it today. I can't. <laughs> he was in a it. he was in a bad place. Spent most of the day with his hands on his knees, and Sonny just turns up, and puts his Louis V Sunnies on, yeah. <laughs> bangs out 150 kilos. Just snacks. get the Dolce and Gabbana, yeah. pull them up, make sure that that's sufficiently done. Fine, straight in. Right, so can powerlifting help weightlifting? Um, I'm not commenting on this. No, I, I don't. I personally don't really like. Um, Especially not a lot of bench pressing for yeah. overhead work. I think the only way you can get away with benching in weightlifting is if you have a good range of motion. Like for me, I, I almost hyperextend with most of my joints. So for me, actually doing bench press, for example, um, will help me obviously gain stability. But most people have got the opposite problem, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Most people can't get overhead, so you don't need to tighten that up. I've got yeah. the same son. If you're yeah. doing low bar really? squats and going only halfway down, then I don't think that's going to carry. Carry over particularly There's well. Powerlifters up and down the country. <laughs> <laughs> I, so weightlifting, personally, um, yeah. 
deadlift, obviously strength in the posture change. It'll build a base level strength. I was going to say the one thing that I think would actually it would benefit. It's not exactly the same sort of something the same. But the one thing would do is you would stop worrying about heavy weights. Moving big heavy weights is never going to become an issue. And it's like when you, you go can deadlift two eighty. Yeah. yeah, you're not really going to worry about doing a clean. But you'd be you surprised know? how many people can deadlift two eighty, but we get nowhere near a hundred kilo clean. Yeah. 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 I also yeah. think though is that that's going to be age dependent. Typically, the longer you've been in a sport of powerlifting, I presume the tighter you're going to get. Yeah, so and if you're 18 and you've been in powerlifting yeah. for two years, you're probably going to have a decent crossover into crossfit or weightlifting. If you're 40 and you've been powerlifting for the last 30 years, yeah. the chance of you getting to the bottom of a snatch with speed is going to be. But it also depends as well at what type of powerlifting you're doing. If you're doing equipped powerlifting or if you're, Raw. If you're yeah, if you're doing, using the powerlifting movements and yeah. such and using them as a full range, of course that's going to help you do weight, get better weightlifting because that's essentially what you spend. The better you get a weightlifting half your time doing, I spend my life doing squats and pulls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's like um, essential. Got you. My moustache doesn't connect in the middle. What assistance exercises help you the most to avoid this? Is it true that if you shave, like, it grows back? It gets thicker. That was like a rumour of everyone in school, wasn't it? Like borrowing your dad's razor in. Yeah, that's why I absolutely crapped myself the first time I shaved my toes. Why did you shave your toes? One of the girls, I fancied one of the girls at high school and she spent, I just was just hanging out one day and I remember her saying that she hated it because her dad had ugly feet because he had hairy toes. So I went home and shaved my toes and now my big toes are like super hairy. <laughs> True story. Of, talking of shaving body parts, it would probably be an apt time to explain what happened at uh, Naked probably would. It probably wouldn't be an apt Funny, time. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Do you tell it if you're not going Come to? On. Go for it. So we first photo shoot Leon and I ever did, uh, it was for Attitude magazine, which is a gay magazine. It was basically to promote sexual awareness and sexual health. Like, we do a photo shoot, like, we've never done one before, but hell, why not? And we thought, it'll be a naked shoot, but you'll be covered up. And I, no, it was you're like, get the kit off them boys. And obviously oh, Leon thought I'd have a little bit of a trim up. And I think, you know how sometimes you just take things too far? And he just kept going and kept going and basically he took his, he took his trousers off. And everyone was like, it was literally like Hitler's moustache. Just on top, it was just a little box. It looked like someone had just put a little hairy oxo cube above. Just on the face of I looked, I looked at him, I looked, we're down, holding I looked up and just We're holding up. this rope at a time. Like a, it's a big rope. It's <laughs> this big boat, ferry rope, whatever it was. We're leaning away like we're doing a, a you know, really cool tug of war as you do stalkers we're leaning away and he just suddenly I just see we're just (laughs) staring at each other because we're like this is so weird and I just suddenly see his eyes go (laughs) 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 and he just looks down and it just got a little carried away that's why I tell the kids kept going in on the edges how long ago was that that was four four years ago now so it's grown back yeah, it's growing back now. Is yeah. it thicker? Yeah, it's thicker. Right? Mercifully, around the outside, it's <laughs> got this really short bit in yeah. the middle. In the middle, it looks like it's just like a bald stamp. It just hasn't been grown. It's brilliant. Oh my god. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Is it too late to start weightlifting at 18 years old? A people have been asking this recently. Depends what the goal is. Do you think that this is a? Do you think that this is a byproduct of the fact that a lot of people that are good at the sport do it, do it, do it young? Like you talk about the fact you've done it since you were 11, 12 years old, etc. Of course, for me, it's been doing it for three years. It's coming so naturally. But at the end of the day, more and more people are getting into weightlifting later. It depends, like. If you want to be a competitive top level weightlifter starting at 18, that is quite late. But then to say that, like my old training partner Brad, he started at 18, he went to the Commonwealth Games. So I don't think that's too late. It just you need to be sensible and have like. 
probably a background from another sport that's going to carry over because your transition could be quite quick. I started twenty-eight. You know, like for example, Zach's numbers. He's like nearly lifting. You know, what's what your two best Snatch one twenty-five and clean jet one fifty-five. Yeah, which are big numbers. Yeah, so twenty-five sixty-five for someone who's only been lifting three years, but obviously he didn't start at all. I started lifting properly when I was 25. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? So, he's got to, you're seven years on Zach, so whoever that person is, yeah. no, it's not too late. Got you. What do you weigh at the moment, Zach? 102. Uh, gone up? Yeah. Oh, Since regional. You, you need to go on a diet. I don't know what it is. Whenever I went, me and Zach, we eat a lot of food. Everything. And when we go out, the first time I went to hang out with Zach and Lester, he was like, let's go and get some pick and mix. Just had about oh. massive Nando's. I said, I'll get this. I, I love thought I was going to remortgage my house to pay for a bigger mix. Got all the most expensive stuff and just stacked up on it, like way more than me. Was yeah. it the fudge? The fudge is dead. No, it's the uh, mini eggs. I like oh, loads um, of mini eggs. Every cool. time we hang out, no joke. If we say, if John says to me, if John says to me we're going to Leicester, I make sure if I don't, I can forget half of my gym kit. But the one thing I will always take is food prep. So I, I cannot eat with these boys. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot do it. I come back with diabetes. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. How do they do it? We do go ham and donuts. What do you think your calories are on a typical day at the moment? Uh, it's high. three. No, it's not as high as what people think. It's three thousand three hundred. Lower than mine. Yeah, because I'm just a natural big guy. If I eat like four thousand calories, I just put on weight so easily. Yeah. So I eat kind of the minimum I can to still perform well. And you are around about maintenance at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Maintenance. Yeah. Maintenance. <laughs> I reckon if I wanted to be a full-time bodybuilder, it wouldn't be that hard for me, I think. No. But my calories like... How do you find it getting lean? Can you lean out if need to be? Uh, yeah. My body percentage is around 11. Um, but I can... You're the same as and me, though. You're like soft. Like, no matter how much muscle you get, you're soft. Like, oh, he's taking offence to this, look. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, Really? <laughs> Imagine if the whole thing just comes back and Sonny's got a black eye. Yeah, so I, I eat like the minimum I can to still perform well to try and keep away. Is down. that mostly clean stuff? In fact, we've got a question yeah. here. How often do you guys cheat on your diet? How strict are you guys? Don't so don't believe you cheat. How often do you diet on your cheat? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe in like cheat meals or anything like that. But, like, it's nothing that's off off the lim off limits that you can't have because it just creates a negative relationship with food. Like if you coach someone, you say, look, you can't have chocolate ever again. I agree. At yeah. some point, they're going to have chocolate. They're going to cave in, and then they're going to have this negative loop where they feel bad about it or ruin my diet. We just say, look. Let's stick to our calories. 80% of your foods come from real good foods. 20% of the time, you can have some of that other stuff because it's going to stop you binging on it and it just puts people in autumn. That's how, sure, you don't get super lean like you would if you had been a bodybuilder, but my clients and 90% of people out there aren't trying to step on stage. So why not take a longer approach, which is sustainable, and you can still have a fun for Think the sustainable points. Exactly that. Such a good thing. And strategizing as well. One of the biggest things we do with our clients is educate them about how to negotiate with their calories. A lot of people turn around and go, well, I've got to eat 2,000 calories a day, I've got to have it in five little Tupperware boxes over the day, it's got to be even this, even that. And I'm like, if you're going to go out for a meal with your missus and you're going to go to the cinema, you know that that's going to happen, Nine times, unless you're really spontaneous, you're normally going to know your plan for the evening. Yeah. Just bring your calories back a little bit throughout the day and, and allow for an evening. Also, it's it's a lot short, more. It? Like yeah, it's not all done I mean, we are, one this day. Is, this is coming from Mr. YOLO himself, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure you've got a representative fitness sample of I'm just going to Ibiza for the day. <laughs> and also as well, it's like, well, I think it's... Macros. Yeah, they make these really nice macaroons over there. I fancy a macaroon in Ibiza. I'll see in a few hours. Yeah. I think also as well, it's a really important point to say that 
especially with dieting, getting lean, and performance driven, whatever it is when it comes to calories, it's not done in or ruined in one day. Yeah. You know, it, it's such unless you eat with Zach. Yeah, you, unless you eat with Zach, we can do a lot of damage. In a day. <laughs> it's, it's a week. It's a week. It's a month. It's two months. So it's, yeah. it's a cumulative effect. It's, it's always better to be consistently good than to be awesome at times and shit the rest of the time. Yeah. Consistent, it's easier to do, and your results might not be as fast, but they'll be there and they'll stay for good when you get there. I think a lot of people, when they go, right, I'm going to go on a diet, they go so far the opposite of what yeah. they actually yeah. do. Rather than just trying to be like a tiny little bit better, maybe more consistent or yeah. improve just slightly less, you know, bad food, yeah. Yeah. slightly cleaner yeah. food, and just make small changes, and then it's actually something that consistently fits in with your lifestyle. Yeah. Well, you it's like you intuitively eat healthy because. You're used to eating healthy. Yeah, you even yeah, trained yourself in that. Yeah, we, yeah. Exactly we, that. We want to win, so we set up lots of mini victories. I had a client recently, and they were drinking like eight cans of Coke like in a day, and I was like, right, that's way too much. But I'm, oh, I think <laughs> I might know why you're gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you not to have Coke now because it's like going cold turkey. So I said, what we do is we'll cut down the amount, we'll turn some to diet Coke until we get down to a couple of times a week or whatever, whatever suitable for that person. But it's the same with smoking, like, it's very hard for a lot of people to go complete cold turkey, sometimes you have to cut down. I think when it comes to diet and creating a calorie deficit, it's done with habits. And those habits don't just go, oh, tomorrow I've got a new habit. They take time and it's okay to not be perfect all the time. But in the long run, you make those kind of positive steps until you sit in a good position. Yeah, I get that. Do you think, going to a topic that we haven't touched yet today, bodybuilding, which is kind of, I guess... I don't hear the bodybuilding.com forums and like all of that kind of this culture appears to have now the new thing that's coming through is more functional fitness, yeah, yeah, CrossFit, yeah, yeah, weightlifting, yeah. stuff like that. Do you think that inherently in the bodybuilding diet mentality there is something a little bit unhealthy in that with that flip-flop between the super low, super high? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people do bodybuilding have a bad relationship with food after they yeah, kind of prep for a show or... It's one of those things as well, it's like, it's not even just about the relationship with food, it's a relationship with themselves. Yeah. So we all, remember, we all remember when we were at our leanest, you know, we've all got that one photo that we've got yeah. saved on the phone, we're like, I'm going to get it, back it, to it that. Appears and it appears 10 times on your Instagram yeah, feed, it's like one day of love. And it must be even harder <laughs> for the guys and girls who have to get and prep and get on stage. Yeah. You know, the, the amount and of stress and how hard that is for them to even get to that point. You know, that's, and, it, and they know that it's not sustainable, but they're, like they exactly Zach, Zach was saying, they didn't get on stage and then they take, get told they're not good enough. Yeah, I, yeah, um, you know, I think they're in great shape like psychologically. Yeah, it's brutal. I had someone come to me and ask me to coach them to get step on stage, and I said I wouldn't do it. And I said, look, each of their own, but apart from probably Jamie Alderton, there's not really anyone that I know who can step on stage and then go back to having a normal relationship with yeah. their food. And I said, I said to him, I was like, what I see is that like, I haven't walked that myself, but what I see time and time again is people diet, make their life miserable to get on stage, and then for the rest of their life, they go, they compare themselves Think, to one image. About the but when I look like this, and I can't wait to get back to this, and I've never seen them get back to that again. Yeah. Why? Because you're starving yourself. It's not sustainable. It's not a normal thing to do. It's not healthy. Like, me and Leon did a video a while back, like, everyone was had their opinions on Tess on, who was the obese woman on the front of Cosmo. Yeah, and yeah like, Tess yeah. Holiday. And I was like, that's extreme, that's an extreme, but we're now so conditioned to see people kind of steroid up to the max on front of things, and that also isn't healthy, but it's become the normal to us. So I think we have to kind of question stuff more than just, we can't just judge a book by its cover, and that's what everything social media is now, is judge a book by its cover, and that's why people are unhappy. I think that's definitely one of the reasons why CrossFit is, the uptake of CrossFit can sometimes be a little bit slower, is that people don't like to do stuff that they suck at. 
Yeah. And the barriers to entry of doing a sport where there's so many very difficult, like, perfect example, you've spent your entire athletic career, Sonny, doing two lifts. And, you know, that were yeah. or almost exactly two lifts. Yeah. And you think, like, you can go into a gym and master a supinated bicep curl in the space of three minutes, having never lifted a weight yeah, before. Yeah. So the barriers to entry for doing a sport like CrossFit are inherently a lot higher. But, so many but what's cool about it is that you're going to have something you're good at. Like, you could go in, Sonny and Zach could be super strong, but there could be an overhead squat uh, mobility thing that those boys haven't got that I've got. Yep. So there's every dog has their day. dumbbell overhead yep. squat. I'd snap in half. Hands on hold, yeah. John yeah. kicks master, hands on hold. I think the thing that could be, yeah. 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 be hard when it comes to CrossFit as well is that you don't, you've never really seen any documentaries and bio videos done about going to the gym because they're not sexy enough. But you've seen, like, if you've never done CrossFit and you see fits on earth, you're going to be like, oh my Christ, how the hell am I ever going to do that? And it will, and it will put people off because they're like, well, if I can't butterfly pull up, they don't understand progression. And it's, that's the thing that I really enjoy with CrossFit is that you come in and it's not that level or nothing at all, whereas in the gym, it's either a bench press or nothing at all. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like mini wins again on the way, it's right? exactly it's the healthiest it's... thing for me doing CrossFit because I, I'm never going to be the biggest guy. When I was in a gym and I worked there, all I was judged on was how much I weighed and what I could lift. I'm never going to feel good there. I'm never going to win. And I had a negative relationship with the gym, so I went to gymnastics, loved it. Then I found CrossFit. I was like, hey, shit. Like, Married I'm... everything I've been yeah. doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. stuff that I can do that I'm good at. love with the community of CrossFit within your box is one of the best I things. I don't even well. think it's just a box. You know, so well, every yeah, box yeah. that we go to, yeah. we're welcomed at. Yeah. In fact, I have not been to a box yet where somebody who I've not known, and it's not known me, obviously, by the, through the channel or something like that, and they've not and they've, and they've not spoken to me. I've never You've been to a box and not around with everyone, right? Yeah, everyone has a conversation at some point. If they, even some of them might have to see you do a lift or do something, then they go, oh, what did you do when you do that? Whereas like, every, every time I used to go into the gym, you'd be looked at and it was just like, oh, how much is he benching? Yeah. They'll go, you'll have the 40s, they'll go get the 42s. Well, you'll you get the 44s. Everyone's got headphones <laughs> in, no one's really yeah, talking. Like, just, everyone just got, looks like they've got beef with everyone. I was like. writing something for a magazine today and, I, and it came to my, my mind, it was like, well, I was talking about going in a gym and if someone's doing something wrong, you give them advice, they feel offended. I've never been in a place like a CrossFit gym where you can give someone advice and then go, thanks yeah. mate, I really and appreciate more, it. Without, feel like, yeah, well. without it being a personal attack. Yeah. It's just, I think it's a much more holistic environment for fitness and it's a lot more about everyone's progressing together yes. as opposed to this kind of, it's you on your own versus everyone else who's also on their own. Yeah, exactly that. Much yeah. more of a team basis. I think as well, another great point is the fact that you can drop in, if you do CrossFit, or I'm gonna guess that there must be kind of similar with weightlifting in here and that the methodology is the same, but I've been in Hawaii, Bali, Thailand over the last three years, and I've done CrossFit in all of those, okay, like literally three corners of the world. Every single one of the places, even if you can't speak the language, everyone knows what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. welcoming. Board, yeah, 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 yeah. And there you go. Like, yeah. wall balls is wall balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, nine kilos is here. It's the same in Hawaii. It's yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. Although it's lighter wherever right. you are. So. Um, so, Sunny has got to. What's Sunny going to do now? I think Sunny's just going to have, have a quick afternoon gonna, yeah. tea with Come Richard Branson. Queen, isn't it? Cup of tea with the Queen. Yeah, I think. Well, it's to wet the baby's head, right? The new yeah, royal baby. So, guys, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow. Battle cancer. Thank you. When yeah. this is out, everyone will know exactly how you've got on. But yeah, no, thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate even it. Even if even if you don't win, mm -hmm. 
you've definitely won most Instagram followers, I think, on one team. Yes! Yeah, I think so, we will definitely yeah. have most chafed legs also. Because yeah. <laughs> mine and John's squads are so heaviest, if, if Heaviest you, team, maybe, will be heaviest team. If you want to yeah, watch the funniest will, people yeah, do over and unders, yeah. I think me and Sonny will definitely yeah. be the funniest people to watch doing that. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hilarious. Crawl under you someone and jump get, over them. You yeah. tried to get underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it turns into a piggyback, doesn't it? I get yeah. stuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Guys, Thanks, John, Chris. Leon from Lee Machines, Zach, Sonny, good luck this weekend. Thank you very much, boys. No, Thanks, you got it. Thanks, 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.